three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter. Uh, Happy 4th of July, everybody. Uh, Sorry this review's up a little late. I was feeling a little under the weather the last couple days, but got a review here for you guys for yesterday. So by the time you hear this, uh, I'm assuming you'll be listening to this on a Friday, we'll have a review up for Spider-Man Far From Home by Monday morning, uh, probably be Sunday, but just to give myself a day, just in case, uh, we'll have that review up for you guys on Monday as well, so, uh, I'm gonna make this kinda quick, cause to be honest, I don't have a whole lot to say about this film, we're talking about Yesterday, um, uh, which is directed by Danny Boyle, who, you know, of course, the way they're marketing this, uh, you know, of course, directed Slumdog Millionaire, and 20 Days Later, Train Spotting, uh, The Beach, which is not that good, but Danny Boyle, he really is a hell of an actor. He did Steve Jobs, which is one of my favorite movies in the last decade. I love Steve Jobs. Um, also did Battle of Sexes. I forgot he did that. Okay, huh. Oh, he did trance. Huh, okay. I do like a lot of Danny Boyle stuff. Um, here's the thing about this movie. This is not Danny Boyle's script. And I will just say that's very quickly apparent that it's not his script. Uh, Richard Curtis is the person who wrote this movie. He went ahead and has written Love Actually. Of course, that's his big one. Uh, Bridget Jones's, uh, Bridget Jones, good grief, Bridget Jones's Diary, there we go, um, War Horse, which, uh, um, Richard Curtis has done a lot of stuff I'm not a fan of, um, he did Notting Hill, which I think is okay, I think the best movie he's actually written is this movie that you probably haven't seen, uh, which is this movie called Pirate Radio, which, if you have not seen Pirate Radio, Oh my god, please watch Pirate Radio. I think it's an absolute blast of a movie. But, uh, there's stuff to like here. I I know that I'll probably fall maybe more to the, uh, maybe more to the middle ground. Because I'm hearing some people who just really love this. And some people who are just like, I hate this, this sucks. And I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. So, uh, uh, so Himesh Patel... Uh, I, he was on this, uh, I believe this BBC show called, uh, EastEnders, which I haven't seen, but this is his big, really big movie debut, and he's in a starring role, so much of this movie falls on him, and I will say, especially for being a first-time, uh, actor as far as starring in a movie, I thought he did a really good, I thought he did a way better job than I was expecting, uh, so he plays Jack Malik, and he is your typical struggling uh, singer slash songwriter. He has been at this for a while. I believe they say it's uh, been about a decade. Um, he's grown up in England, uh, where he's managed by uh, Ellie, who's played by Lily James. If you don't know who Lily James is, she's one of my 
I have so much, like, first off, Lily James, I think she's like a modern-day Audrey Hepburn. Like, she just has this, this very cute, uh, this cute aspect, this cute aura to her. And everything I see her in, uh, whether it's, um, whether it's Cinderella, whether it's Darkest Hour, whether it's a Baby Driver, whether it's uh, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which I was not crazy about, if you listen to that review. But she just has this very natural presence about her in their relationship as far as their chemistry that's the best thing about this movie is their chemistry um so she's been his manager they've been childhood friends i believe they say they've known each other for about i believe they say like 17 years because they met each other back in high school so jack is just kind of over it he's sick of people not showing up to his shows you know he's playing coffee shops uh you know hole in the wall bars stuff like that and and to be honest and, and the movie doesn't really <laughs> he kind of says it but no one else calls him out on it he's just very lackadaisical it just seems like he doesn't give a shit like he feels like he's above this and i think the thing that kind of frustrated me um i mean if you've listened to the podcast for any sort of length of time uh, first off thank you um second though i mean i've been at this podcast we've been at it for you know, about five years, I mean, and I did some other podcast stuff, you know, a year or so before that, so I've been doing this for, you know, seven years, and we've slowly built up our audience, you know, we're getting feedback from you guys, which we love, so I I was really irritated that the movie didn't kind of talk about the artistic grind more, he really felt like he was more entitled to his fame, and that really drives me nuts, I really actually hate that fucking message of, oh yeah, this is going to be easier. It, it, it really came across that way. So when he's kind of getting upset at uh, Elliot points where she's saying, you know, hey, you know, you can do this. You can keep getting better. And he just pretty much goes, I quit. I'm done. Uh, that that was a tough pill to swallow. And that's about 10 minutes in. So he ends up getting hit by a bus in a uh, pretty freaky scene, to be completely honest, because... I have a big thing with my my teeth. Like, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever woken up and, you know, when you're still waking up, you kind of feel around your teeth and you feel like one might be missing or you're kind of like, oh, God. Uh, he takes a header face first into the pavement because he's riding his bike home and all the lights in the world, all the electricity goes out, I believe they say for 12 seconds, so this butts hit, this butts, this bus hits him, he goes face first into the concrete, uh, loses two of his teeth, uh, the, he remarks later on that he looks like a reverse rabbit, which is one of the hardest laughs I got in the whole movie, but that's the catalyst for what becomes his journey, because in that 12 seconds, everyone forgets about the Beatles, basically, uh, Almost everyone forgets that the Beatles existed. So Jack has this whole plethora of uh, ca- uh, of a song catalog or music catalog that he can pull from that no one else knows isn't his. And so I I thought what was kind of kind of what was frustrating is that they do pardon me they do play up the whole concept of you know if you're an artist what would you do like having that sort of knowledge of hey the Beatles one of the best groups ever and I'll just say too I'm not a huge Beatles fan 
I know some of you are probably grabbing your chest right now, but I've never been a huge Beatles fan, but after watching this movie, I did go through and download uh, d download some Beatles songs. I was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to bust out some Beatles today. But what is frustrating about this is that for such a monumental thing to happen, it still feels so small scale. I really just didn't feel like it got to the heart of the the emotional crux of what this movie should have been, which is, if you're an artist, how do you live with the concept that you're stealing another artist's work, even if no one else really knows that you're doing it? Like, could you live with that, uh, you know, that grind? Could you live with that on your conscience? And I think what's frustrating about this is that the movie dips its toe in that concept. It kind of goes, well, yeah, he's a little, he feels kind of bad about it. But then, it's not like he stays in London. He goes off to L.A. He ends up opening for uh, for Ed Sharon, who uh, hears one of his songs and comes and visits him at his uh, parents' house. Which, I will say, Ed Sharon in this, uh, outside of the relationship, as far as the chemistry between Jack and Ellie, Ed Sharon was my favorite part in this. Uh, I, I, I know I've heard that. I haven't seen him on Game of Thrones. I heard he's not... Uh, the best actor, but he's playing just a real dickhead version of himself, and one of the hardest laughs, the other hardest laughs I got in this movie is there's a point where Jack, I think it's Jack calls him, and Ed Sheeran has his own song, uh, Shape of You, as his ringtone. I, that, <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. It's like, oh, you're such a prick. But but the the thing about this movie is that there there are some really great song performances here, um, which I just, I really did appreciate. Um, I think when it comes to this movie that there's a lot here to enjoy, or there, there's a decent amount to enjoy. Um, one of the jokes they keep coming back to, which really had me laughing, um, they, the fact that other things have disappeared. So they, uh, they, they take a shot at Oasis, which I just went, oh, that's that's mean. Uh, so he goes home, Googles the Beatles. Of course, can't find the Beatles. It just keeps pulling up the bug. But then he Googles uh, Oasis Wonderwall, and uh, he goes, and he can't find anything. And he goes, oh, that that seems about right. That made me laugh really, really hard. And f for full perspective on it. They flash back to Jack as a kid back in 2004, and he actually had performed uh, Wonderwall, which is where Ellie went ahead and really started crushing on him. Uh, there's no Coca-Cola either in this world, which I was like, oh, that's that's pretty that's pretty shitty. Uh, no cigarettes, which I, I'd be fine with. Uh, if they had said weed, I'd be like, this is this is terrible. Uh, and then there's also no Harry Potter. Which that made me that made me that made me clutch my chest. I was like, oh no, no Harry Potter, what the hell? But it's a really good joke, and they 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 spread that joke out of other stuff not existing in the world. They do a good job of giving it room to breathe. They don't just keep hammering it home, which I they very easily could have. So I give the film uh, a lot of credit for that. Um, as far as the song performances. I don't know if he learned guitar uh, or learned to sing for this or if he was doing it before, but 
yeah, uh, but uh, Himesh Patel, he's a pretty good singer. And I think what's what's great about this too is that he's playing these Beatles songs, but he's not good at playing every one. Because if you go through and listen to the Beatles, they have such varying styles as far as the type of songs and like the tempo. And if you were just writing these songs based on what you'd heard on the radio or heard on your Spotify or whatever, and then going out and playing them, it, it, you would, by default, not want to make the song your own. You'd want to go ahead and kind of play it like the Beatles played it. So it, it was really interesting to see him, you know, screw up certain songs and then kind of be stronger on other ones. So I actually really did appreciate that. Uh, let me talk about Kate McKinnon because because <laughs> she will probably be a big a big linchpin for a lot of people. I like Kate McKinnon on SNL. I, I think she's brilliant on there. But, man, so much of her outside of SNL, I am just not a fan of her. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, whether it's Ghostbusters, I thought she was okay in that. Um, she was in see that movie Masterminds, which I thought she was just fucking terrible. Um, she just... She doesn't play... Oh, yeah, she was in Rough Night, too, and I did not like her in that either. She, she just... And someone asked me why I'm not a fan of her as far as an actress. She... She plays caricatures. That's the big thing. I, I, I That's my big reason for not like, liking her. I never feel like she's playing a character. I feel like she... The director or whoever pretty much just goes, Hey... Do that thing you do. Kind of like the trap that I thought Ken Jeong was falling into there for a little bit. Where it's like, you know, your name, you, you know, you make these faces and you get loud. Like, just go out and do your shtick. It's not about the character that I've written here on the page for you to go ahead and actually uh, portray. And that really shines through here. Because there is that point, of course, where... Uh, Jack and Ellie, you know, end up separated because Jack becomes this huge musical sensation because, you know, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you be playing fucking Beatles songs? And, and Ellie is just, uh, you know, I'll come back to that, but there's a point where they get separated, Jack leaves, uh, leaves London, goes to LA, and, uh, Deborah is Kate McKinnon's character. She's the one going ahead and managing his career. Uh, moving forward, what's frustrating is that Kate McKinnon, Deborah, she is just taking shots at this dude constantly, and not even like a like a hey hey we're buddy buddy sort of way, in a way that hey I'm gonna go ahead and milk you for all your talent and you're gonna make me a bunch of money, but the thing is Deborah even says that you know do you want to be the biggest musical artist in the world? So if you know someone has that potential. The concept that you'd be such a bitch to them, that's a really tough pill for me to swallow and go, oh yeah, this makes sense. Um, and she's not even being, again, she's not even being snarky. She's just being just just really quite a bitch. And, and that's where we get to my biggest problem with this movie. Because I think the first 45 minutes to an hour is actually pretty good. Where it really starts to crumble, though, is with the romantic part of it uh the romantic com uh, the romantic dramedy which i think is what they would you would definitely define this as um that part really falls apart 
and it gets very heavy-handed, and it's really frustrating to watch. So, uh, two more people I'm just going to shout out here, and I'm going to butcher your names, guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, Mira uh, S- uh, Sial, I'm going to say, who played uh, his mom, uh, Sheila uh, Malik, and then uh, Shaviv... Uh, Oh man, I'm gonna butcher this. I'm so sorry. Uh, Sanjeev uh, Hashkar, I'm gonna go with. He plays his. Uh, he plays dad. He played. Um, he played Jed, uh, Jed Malik. His parents were so absolutely delightful and so much fun. There's a scene late, later in the movie when Jack's gonna kind of have one of his uh, like an album release concert, and and the dad, uh, the dad Jed. Basically, he's like, oh, son, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud. And he's like, oh, thanks, Dad. And he goes, well, um, so just curious. Uh, are you uh, are you going to eat those tuna sandwiches you have over there? <laughs> like, that made me laugh really hard. I was like, oh, the Dad's great. And it was it was cute. Um, I, I think the other thing is, too, that's interesting is that Jed and Sheila, when Jack hits this, you know, just hits this level of fame so quickly... You know, they, they've they known him, you know, obviously his whole life, but they knew him when he was, you know, shitty at this. So I'm sure they've been through the speech a hundred times of, oh, yeah, you know, this is my new song. And he's just like, they're like, all right, cool, 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 whatever. We don't care. It was really funny that that was, uh, that that's some kind of an ongoing joke. And there's a scene where Jack is trying to play Let It Be or, um, oh, oh, um, not let it be. Oh God, I'm trying. To, I, I want to say it's let it be. Yeah, it's let it be. He's trying to play let it be for him for the first time on this piano, and like his cell phone rings, and then like their friend comes in, and all these little interruptions that were actually really funny. So the first hour had me laughing. It really is that second half where it falls apart. So so Jack of course is out in L.A. And the relationship between him and Deborah, there's just nothing there. It's very hollow. Um, there are some supernatural elements that are kind of introduced because what's weird is that there's never a point where they explain why anyone uh, doesn't know who the Beatles are and he's the only one. The lights kind of just going out. I was like, that's 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 a little weird. Okay. Um, there are some really cool references to the Beatles. Uh, there's a point where Jack goes to Liverpool to go ahead and get inspired. Um, there's a very blatant tease of seeing Paul, uh, of seeing McCartney and Ringo on the Late Late Show during this flashback sequence with James Corden. And can I just say to James Corden, can, can you stop being in every movie? Like, why, why is he, why is he in so much stuff? Peter Rabbit, this shit, like, hey. Why? I, I, I don't understand. Anyways, um, and, and, and you do get some, you get him trying to very much kind of play tribute to the Beatles. I mean, you know, he's playing their songs, but he wants to go ahead and when he meets with his record label, he throws out the suggestion of calling the album, you know, St. Pepper's Lonely, uh, Lonely Hearts Club Band. You know, or you know, the white album, and you know, the marketing group goes, "Oh, this is all, this is all cute, but no, we're not calling it this." And the movie does bring up the concept of, "Hey, could the Beatles exist 
in this day and age. And it's it's a very interesting notion. Yeah, I think the Beatles would still be extremely successful, but in a in a very weird way, I don't know if the Beatles would get the freedom that they that they uh, that they have. I mean, it's it, it's it's a very interesting notion that the movie brings up, but uh, but honestly, they don't really touch on that nearly enough. It it kind of falls more to the romantic uh, uh, aspect uh, of the movie, um, which is frustrating because there's a lot of material you could touch on there. Um, I will say too, it was a little weird hearing Jack saying, I saw her standing there because, you know, there of course is that lyric, you know, she was only 17, if you know what I mean. I was like, oh, that does not age well in 2019. So that was a little awkward. Uh, that actually took me out of the movie for, for a minute or so. I was kind of like, okay. But, um, <sighs> what's so frustrating about this movie, uh, you know, this, the last 10 minutes I haven't told you, um, is that, I really was expecting a great movie because I remember seeing the trailer and going, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm excited for this," and you know, and this is admittedly kind of unfair depending on how you look at it, but I think it's completely just comparison. Rocket Man just came out four or five weeks ago, and you know that is very much in that same vein of something like Across the Universe. Which, by the way, is a way better Beatles movie. Like, if you need to watch a Beatles movie, watch Across the Universe, like, before you watch this. But Rocket Man being, you know, kind of that pseudo-musical slash, you know, uh, biopic, it works on both levels, shockingly. Uh, as a Beatles movie, this only kind of works. And as a romantic dramedy, I thought the dramedy at the, at the back half was just absolute, just asked to be completely honest so getting to my big my big reason why i don't like this movie so ellie who's played by Lily james as i mentioned she's a school teacher and jack is the biggest music act in the world at the time and so she they of course have the whole of uh, you know you know the whole well you know i've loved you for years and i'm gonna tell you right now at this very inconvenient time where you you know where we can't do anything about it so he flat out says like i'm not too big for you come with me and she goes well i'm a school teacher you're this artist like i can't go with you and my first thought was why like what are you leaving behind like like and this is and i know some people will twist this and that's fine you're dumb but the concept that she couldn't teach anywhere stateside like really like I, she could find a teaching job somewhere stateside plus he of all the money he's making come on he could take care of both of you i think you guys would do okay and it is really really irritating that that's kind of their big their big quote fight unquote is that they just can't f make the timing work and earlier in the movie, before Jack ends up hooking up with uh, Deborah as far as a manager, they meet this uh, this other character who, uh, uh, Gavin, who's played by Alexander Arnold. He, uh, I want to say it's called Tracks by the Tracks, I believe is the name of his little kind of indie production company. So he has Jack come in, he covers some songs, you know, sings the songs, 
they do some recording and stuff and all that. And there's this really awkward, like, cool montage, but Jack, Ellie, and Gavin are all kind of, like, switching out playing instruments while, you know, Jack is playing and all that. And Gavin just makes this move and, like, kisses Ellie on the cheek. And it's a really awkward sort of transition. I was like, uh, okay, that's, don't do that. And so later on, when Jack is in L.A., you know, trying to get his career situated and everything, Ellie calls him, goes, hey, by the way, I, I started seeing someone. Guess who she started seeing? The guy who was really pretty instrumental uh, uh, instrumental in uh, getting his career going. And so, first off, she comes across like an absolute bitch by pulling that move. One. Two. Again, why didn't she just go with him? It doesn't make any sense why she just wouldn't pick up her shit and just go like, hey, let's do this together. Um, she, uh, Lily James also dropped one of the most egregious lines in the whole movie that just made me want to flip a desk over. I actually went out loud in the theater, are you fucking kidding me? So, there's a point where she goes, where, you know, they're having their, their fight, their, their conversation, and she goes, you know, you're this big star now, you're this big artist, you know, it was, it was so much simpler, it was so much better, we were the best. When I was managing you and you were playing, you know, hole in the wall bars. So she was okay with him when she could take care of him and kind of manipulate him because, as her man, as his manager, she was not getting him good gigs. Uh, he was miserable, that which he says multiple times that he was miserable, he wasn't happy, he wasn't enjoying doing this. But now that he's happy doing what he loves, now she wants to be a, like be an asshole about it, and I was, and, and that's a really terrible message. Like like it it really is the equivalent, and I hesitate to say this, but why not? It if the roles were flipped and this was a female singer, and they had built like like their own career. Uh, think about a Star Is Born. Actually, think about like if Bradley Cooper, uh, 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 his character, uh, Jackson, I want to say, think about if he had told Lady Gaga's character, hey, you know, like you're a fe you're a female, you know, you're making your own way, but I want you to stop and put everything aside for me. Which, by the way, he kind of does in the movie, and she goes, yeah, fuck off. Rightfully so, might I add. So when he doesn't do that here and goes, well, I'm sad, but I love you. It's like, oh, fuck, no, 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 you don't get to do this to me. And in the, ugh, in the end of this movie, of course, ends at Wembley Stadium, because why wouldn't it? So Jack shows up to help out Ed Sharon, who, again, at this point, <laughs> is damn near the biggest villain in the movie. So Jack goes on stage, plays a couple of his songs, Beatles songs, and goes basically, hey, everyone, this is this is Ellie. So they cut to camera backstage, so you see her back there. And he goes, oh, yeah, so, you know, this is a woman I'm in love with. And then he just spills everything about how these aren't my songs. These are written by, you know, Paul McCartney, John Lennon. And I think what confused me the most is that that's such a bullshit ending because Yes, no one knows who the Beatles are, but all what would have been a way better ending, and I thought about this yesterday, and I went, oh, I'm so bringing this up. If they had had him come out and say, hey, guys, I love you all so much. This is going to be my last show. Um, 
and then say something like, I don't know, say something like, oh, like, I don't have the, I don't even have the words, you know, to go ahead and, uh, I don't have the words to even, you know, express how much I love this woman, and then he's go, um, and then he starts saying, like, you know, love is so important, love is amazing, and then he starts singing words of love, and then, you know, puts his, puts his guitar down, waves to the crowd, and then they go off and be happy. If they did something like that, this pill would have been way easier to swallow, and I would have been like, all right, that's not great, but I'm not upset. The fact that Ellie is dating Gavin, Jack goes on stage, puts her on blast, t- confesses, uh, professes her, his love in front of all these thousands of people and millions watching at home, I'm sure, because I think they're probably streaming it too. And then the fact that Gavin goes, well, I always knew I was second best to you. You guys deserve to be happy. And he doesn't freak out, even though he's been dating Ellie, is one of the most, are you fucking kidding me, sort of moments that I've seen in the movie this year. So, wrapping up here, I'm so torn on this because, like I said, the first hour I went, yeah, this is cool. And that back half, I if the movie had gone on another 15 minutes, I probably would have even more disdain for it. Uh, I do want to shout one more guy real quick, Joel Fry, who um, I wasn't familiar with. Uh, I guess he played. Uh, I guess he played. Uh, I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, his star Zolorak on Game of Thrones, apparently. Uh, again, don't watch Game of Thrones. Sorry, eh. but he plays like his roadie, uh, Jack's roadie, and he was hilarious. Like he's a bit of a stoner, kind of a carefree guy, kind of. He would belong in like a days and uh, a days and confused uh, remake, but he was he was so much fun and he had some really good comedic timing. I'd like to see him in more stuff. So he was another bright spot. But this movie, it's such a mixed bag, and I really think a large part of it is gonna depend on if my qualms with the movie irritate you as much as they irritate me. For me, I was just, I was irritated. And I left the theater just kind of going, eh, all right. Um, yeah, if you want to see a Beatles movie, watch Across the Universe. It, it, it's better. If you want to see a, mo- uh, a, 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 you know, like a sort of musical, watch Rocket Man. That's still playing places. Like, Rocket Man's way better than this. And if you haven't seen A Star is Born, watch, watch that. Honestly, I would tell someone to watch the uh, the unauthorized Bash Brothers uh, Netflix uh, Netflix thing before I told someone to, to go out and watch this. Um, I saw something like a five dollar movie Tuesday. I didn't feel like I was I didn't feel like I was ripped off. Um, if you heard this, if you heard a noise there, there, that was a way of sneezing. Um, but yeah, th- this was just. It was disappointing because I expected more and I didn't get more. So I'm gonna give this a C plus. I think if you wait for Netflix, <laughs> which this will be on, uh, or if you wait for you know Redbox or HBO, wherever this will end up streaming, I think you'll enjoy it more. But there's there's no reason for you to go out of your way and go to the theater to see this. Uh, this was this was this was a bit of a bummer. Uh, like I said, I think uh, Hamish Patel, I think he's got a lot of potential. I'm really curious to see what he does next. And Lily James, like I said, that is, uh, you know, modern-day Audrey Hepburn. I, I think she is just beautiful and charming in her screen presence. She's one of the best people, I think, acting in Hollywood right now with her range. But 
yeah, just some of the decisions they made the characters make really did just drag it down for me. So, guys, uh, have you seen Yesterday? What's your favorite Beatles song? I'd actually be curious to get uh, uh, to get people's thoughts on what their favorite Beatles song is. Um, oh, and I'll say the last other joke that I did like. Um, uh, he's trying to sing uh, Hey Jude, uh, hey Jude uh, Jack is, and you see it in the trailer, there's that line where Ed Sheeran goes, hey, I'm going to give you some advice, you know, write us, you know, songwriter advice, and this is for free, instead of Hey Jude, Hey Dude, and I was like, ugh, <laughs> like, it made my skin crawl hearing it, I mean, it is played up for laughs, but, oh, it's, because you know that's exactly how it would go, right, like, in today's music, they, they couldn't make, keep it simple, so, that made me laugh, but, yeah, this is, this is a C, this is a C, a, a C plus for me, um, and I want it to be more, I, I, I really did want it to be more, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, 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 it's disappointing, uh, to, to say the least, uh, as far as my favorite Beatles song, probably be Blackbird, really enjoy that song, uh, that or Come Together, one of the two, Really love both of those. But, guys, let us know what you thought of yesterday in the comments below. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at NearmanTheFirst. You can follow Colin on Twitter that at the real that's the R-E-E-L, O'Neill. And you can follow us on, uh, go and like, share, subscribe. Follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Uh, I think I said SoundCloud, but I'll say it again too. SoundCloud at the Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, I hope you're having a great Fourth of July. Do not drink and drive. Be safe, please. Be safe. Uh, we will have a review up here uh, here this Monday uh, at the latest. It will probably be up before that, but this Monday at the latest on the eighth. Have a review up for Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, that will be a spoiler review, so just be warned. And uh, we'll have a review up as well uh, next week uh, for Stranger Things 3, which I just started last night. Only got through the first episode, but me and Alea, uh, sorry, Alea and I, pardon me, are very, uh, we, we love that first episode, so I'm excited to see where the, the season keeps going. But guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Happy 4th.